Hey, and welcome to the Catholic Mormon Therapist Podcast, the first ever episode of uh, this podcast. Actually, we're calling this episode zero because we're not sure if we're going to actually put this up. Um, this is just kind of our demo episode to test out the podcasting app and our equipment and our ability to podcast. So my name is TC, and I am the Catholic Therapist. And I'm Eric Johnson, and I'm the Mormon Therapist. Eric and I are actually coming from coming to you from two different places. I am in the River Valley in Arkansas, um, and I'm right outside here of Fort Smith. In North Arkansas, over here on the Missouri border. Oh, wow. You're closer to the – you're further up north than I thought you were. Yup. I couldn't okay. escape. Arkansas, you know, but I tried to. It's just pulling me back in. What we plan to do on this podcast is um, answer questions that people have sent us or asked us regarding mental health questions, but doing it from a spiritual perspective, in particular from a Catholic spiritual perspective and from a Mormon spiritual perspective. Um, See, that makes the podcast interesting right there. Yeah, I mean, we're we're the first ones to do this, to to yes. my knowledge. We're pioneers. I mean, I may not be the first one to talk about mental health from a Catholic perspective, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the first one to pair it up with the Mormon perspectives. Yeah. So I, but I think I think it'll be cool to kind of learn about the differences, and but also see how we can apply that to mental health in a better way. Sure. The good thing is, is it's so different that the stuff in the middle should apply to everybody. So our first question for today was a question that you received. And do, did you want me to read it or you want to read it? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Question is, are there any effective ways of taking control of your mind and body before or during a panic attack? Sometimes it's difficult to maintain control and keep my head level. Sure, that's a really that's good question. Yeah, they're so common. Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks they're the only person that has it in their group, but they're so common that it is a good question. So, you want to crack at it first, or I crack at it? I'll let you go first. Okay. So, um, for me, I like to take the fear out of it, because what happens is, so the body's got two states. It's got mm -hmm. the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight or flight state the yes. hey i'm gonna save you uh -huh. and it's got the parasympathetic nervous system which is the relaxed state of mind and sometimes our bodies just don't work very well i guess that's what happens like when you you know after noah came and all of a sudden we got to marry our sisters and brothers maybe that's why our bodies stopped living a thousand years who knows but they don't work very well right now and, and um, sometimes that sympathetic nervous system kicks in for mm -hmm. no reason and that's when our brain goes into a panic because it's yeah. trying to find out what in the world is it supposed to be running from or fighting? Exactly. I think there's a lot less dangers for us in this 21st century than there were for people, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 6,000 years ago. Oh, yeah. But I our, think that's our, why it 
our bodies still react with that fear and that panic, but our brains can't, or I guess that sympathetic nervous system just can't get it, doesn't get the message that there really isn't anything to be afraid of. Right, it didn't adapt as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm at Walmart, which is where lots of people have panic attacks. <laughs> Walmart, people everywhere, and then boom, panic attack takes. Walmart was such geniuses, man, for making it. Right. Yeah. I think most of those panic attacks are the result of seeing their the total of their grocery bill. <laughs> um, I, I know that's where our panic attacks mostly come from. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, those poor cashiers, right? Because you're either going to flight or fight. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the biggest thing is is to uh, make the sympathetic nervous system not prolong. So your body does not like that sympathetic state. It doesn't like that panic state. And it tries to reach an equilibrium as fast as it can. Mm -hmm. But what happens is our brain will start trying to figure out what's going on. And it'll start freaking out or it'll start thinking about a problem. It must be this. It must be that. And the mm -hmm. more we think about the problem or panic, the more the sympathetic nervous system just keeps going and going and going, making it worse. Worse and worse. That's a good way of explaining it. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, I think the biggest problem is that you freak out because it's a horrible, horrible feeling. You know, it's hard not to freak out. Right. And then you're like, I feel like you're going to die. And so you panic and then you worry that everybody, nobody can tell. Mm -hmm. When you're having a panic attack, but you sure feel like everybody can see you going crazy. Yes. And that makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. And then I think what – and then people out of good – you know, out of good faith, they're just trying to do their best to solve it. But then they get on the phone and they call their friend, and their friend freaks out. What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. And we start talking about it and how horrible it is, and that just makes it longer too. Right. Anything that, yeah. You know, because it, it kind of, that kind of goes, ties in with something that I talk to my clients, talk to my clients about a lot. And that is shifting your perspective, reframing is what I call it. Cool. And, um, Tell me about that, man. Well, you talked about how, you know, the brain is, is focusing on this, trying to figure out what's going on and freaking out because there's really nothing to freak out, but we, we're not sure what it is we're freaking out about, but we got to figure it out. And that just makes us freak out even more. And, and reframing is, is trying to getting yourself to a place where you're shifting your focus away from, you know, what it is that you're freaking out about, you know, even if you're not exactly sure what that trigger is, it's shifting your focus away from the trigger to, you know, what is the, what is the desired state that you want? You know, you don't, you don't have to get to the, get to the root of what's triggering your anxiety. Oh um, no. Because in most cases you don't even know what's triggering your anxiety. You're just getting anxious. Um, yeah. And your body doesn't even know it just boom, clicked it on. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, shifting your focus from, okay, this is the way, this is the, the mental state or the, the emotional state that I want. And if you're focused on moving toward that, um, your emotions are going to follow. 
basically it goes back to you know cognitive behavioral you know wherever your wherever your thoughts tend to go that's where your feelings and your emotions are going to go so if your thoughts are focused on things that are negative then your emotions are going to tend toward the negative whereas if your thoughts are focused more on things that are positive and realistic and factual you know then your emotions are going to tend toward the positive and and the realistic and so that's that's kind of what reframing is all about it's trying to see what's going on in a different light instead of seeing it as I'm freaking out and the whole world is crashing to, okay, I'm having an anxiety or a panic attack, you know, but I can, I can move toward something more calm. I can, I can be more in control instead of letting the anxiety be in control. I like that a lot, man. And it's so easy to say and easy to understand. Right. Okay. So let's get to that what are some practical things that people can do like this question says effective ways to take control of your mind and body before or during the panic attack you know one of the things that i like to do is i like to um, get out of my head and sort of look Mm -hmm. at my body as a third person so i just kind of look at it as if i'm a, a casual observer of my body and i pay attention to to the way that all the chemicals feel as they're rushing through and the way the static in my body is going and the way the muscles are just contracting and pulsing and I just pay attention because it can't hurt me it just feels awful so I just want to pay attention to my body and look at it and notice it and watch it and as long as I'm not panicking in my head and my body is slowly going to drop that adrenaline and it'll do it really fast within like seconds to a couple of minutes. It'll slowly drop that adrenaline and I can feel it and I can just watch that adrenaline drop. Mm-hmm. And my clients tell me, they say, yeah, I can actually I actually feel the point at which it's around and just drops. And, uh, and, and, and then it and then it ends, and it really doesn't take long, as long as the panic is gone out of your mind. Okay, and you can do this just by kind of trying to get outside of yourself and mm-hmm. you separate see yourself. Yeah, you separate your thoughts from your body, so you make it so that your thoughts are not contingent upon your feelings. You just watch. The way that the body is processing things kind of like if you stub mm-hmm. your toe and you pay or a toothache you get a toothache and you sit there and you feel the tooth uh beat you know the little pain go boom boom mm-hmm. boom same concept like you're not freaking out and panicking oh no i got a toothache you're just sitting there feeling it go bump 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 and some people, you know, real sadistically will grab the tooth and start wiggling it, you know. <laughs> right. So basically you're doing the same thing. You just stop and you watch your body and you feel and you feel the chemical reaction that's taking place and you pay attention to it and you notice it and you kind of embrace it and you don't run from it. So you're not scared, which is the key point. You're not scared of it. You just watch it happen. And then the more you pay attention to it, and the less scared you are, the faster it will go away. Because your body hates, hates that frame. It, it destroy. After a while, those chemicals continuously going into you will destroy you. 
So you right. just wait, and it'll 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 fix it all itself as long as you're not trying to uh, fix it in your head. It'll do it. It's take care of it itself. Okay, so you're saying to you know separate your thoughts from from what you're feeling, mm-hmm. but you're still focusing your thoughts on on those feelings, or is it more of? I guess the challenge that I hear from a lot of my clients is that if you're i guess they can't wrap their brain around how do you how do you separate your thoughts from your feelings and focus on you know that sensation without getting sucked back into it uh you know i think that makes sense yeah yeah i think that's uh so i think that's what mindfulness tries to do in a way doesn't it yeah i mean what what you were describing sounded a lot like mindfulness that's um, what i thought i've never you know i hear people talk about it that's a that's another cognitive behavioral thing isn't it mindfulness i i think mindfulness kind of spans the entire gamut of of uh treatments these days i, I mean i've hear people i hear cbt people talk about it and dbt people talk about it and um it's getting popular yeah yeah so it's, it's just kind of, if you think of your mind as a television set and that it can only play whatever channel is playing, you want to fill your mind up with the channel of your body. You want to fill it up with the sensations that is taking place. You just pay attention to the sensations without passing judgment, without being scared of it. You noticed how your heart is beating and you notice right. how the muscles are twitching and popping and you notice how your breath is breathing really fast and you notice how your eyes are dilated and you fit, pay attention to the feeling of all those intricate connecting parts and mechanisms of your body and you focus on that and you let the, your mind fill up with what is going on physically without being scared of it. And then as you do that, you'll slowly pay attention to how it's slowly dropping and dropping and dropping and then gone. Okay, cool. So it's not so much that you're focusing on the panic, but you're focusing on the physical sensations yes. of that panic. Absolutely. And focusing on that and getting in tune with that, that kind of helps you to bring things back down yeah because you're not running from it and trying to fix it because the more you try to fix it in a panic the more it'll continue to panic so one thing that i be sure to tell clients to do is is uh breathing talking to them about breathing oh tell me about that do you do you do that somebody told me about it and it sounded amazing he said that yeah, go ahead. I, you know, uh, when you mentioned the the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, you know, I was just like, oh, he's going to talk about breathing. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, breathing is is kind of you know the cornerstone defense against anxiety or or high levels of anxiety because when the sympathetic nervous system kicks in, yeah, um, it starts making the body run you know, at 90 miles an hour. And most of those functions are involuntary, don't have control over, except our breath. 
Our oh. breathing is the one element of, of the sympathetic nervous system that is also an element of the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's both a voluntary mechanism of the body and it's also involuntary. So we don't have to sit here and think, okay, I got to inhale and I got to exhale. You know, you know, we can just take our mind off of that and our body will breathe on its own naturally. But it is something that we do have control over. We can say, okay, I am going to breathe. I am going to inhale now and I am going to exhale now. Um, whereas like with our heart, we can't say, okay, I'm going to beat slower. You know, yeah. I'm going to beat, I'm going to beat 80 beats per minute now. And then, um, and then in a couple of hours, I'll slow it back down to 60. You know, we don't have that kind of control over our heartbeat. Um, so, so it's kind of like our doorway between two worlds, huh? Yeah. So by being able to control the breath, we can bring our breathing back down to a more um, stable form of breathing where we're, where we're getting the most efficient use of oxygen. Uh, now, when we our bring body. our breath down into, let's say our breathing is fast as a sympathetic nervous system, the panic nervous system, and then we bring yeah. it down, forcibly bring it down to the parasympathetic rate, just a calm rate, regardless mm-hmm. of how we feel, we bring it down to that rate. Will the body follow suit? The body will follow suit. Um, Whoa, that's actually what, what happens because if the breathing starts to normalize, then the body is, the body gets, starts getting at this message that whatever danger was there that we were freaking out about mm-hmm. must be gone. Um, and so the more, um, oxygen we get in our body and the more carbon dioxide we get out, you know, then our stress hormone levels go down our adrenaline starts going down and so it's almost like your leash like you're just leading in the body along you know so that's why i think you know the breathing along with that detached noticing of what's going on in your body really should go together that is basically what mindfulness is see it's a good thing we paired up oh and then the other thing she mentioned is what do Pair yourself. Oh, so like leading up to the panic attack. Yeah, leading up okay. to it. What would you say there? So for me, I like to take the fear out of it. And uh-huh. to take the fear out of it, what I like to do is to make it boring. And so what happens is we're going along and we have a panic attack. Let's say we have a panic attack at Walmart. And then what the body does is it creates uh, – it starts to assume – because we are scared of the panic attack. So your body starts mm-hmm. to be scared of going into Walmart because it is afraid that it's going to have that panic attack at Walmart. So you're Yeah. So I like to take the fear out of the panic attack altogether. So what I like to do is have people um sit and make that panic attack happen uh for like half an hour to an hour because that's makes it extremely boring and Mm -hmm. the good thing is you can't make it happen but um you can take the fear away from it because you're trying to force it to happen and in doing so you're no longer scared of it so are they supposed to do this in walmart or at home so I just have them do it at home. But if their body oh, okay. has already paired, let's say their body has decided that Walmart is a bad place. And it right. has, and Walmart 
instead of the so their body is no longer afraid of the panic attack their body is now afraid of walmart in that case okay. i do not i tell people that the best thing to do is not to leave walmart until they're nice and calm because what happens is that the minute they walk away run away from walmart the more the anxiety mm -hmm. ha goes up it's kind of like um if you were walking down the street and a dog bit you and mm -hmm. the next time you walk down the street you see a dog and you run away from the dog what's going to happen is your body goes okay now I know how to get rid of the threat. Now I know how to remove myself from the dog. All I have to do yeah. is pump in all that adrenaline and my person will step away from the dog. So every time you see a dog, your body goes, okay, pump in the adrenaline. You step away from the dog and the body goes, yay, I removed the threat. The dog is gone. So you're training the body to just pump in that adrenaline at the sight of a dog. And so the okay. same thing happens in Walmart. You go into Walmart and you have a panic attack and you start to get scared that it's going to happen again. So the body associates panic with Walmart. And then the next thing that happens is you're walking up to Walmart. The body starts pumping in that adrenaline and it says, get rid of the threat. Get rid of Walmart. Escape Walmart. And if you run out of Walmart while you're still in panic, the body will go, yay, I removed the threat. And it'll learn that it needs to just pump in adrenaline every time because that's what gets rid of Walmart. So the same thing with the dog. If you want to stop being afraid of the dog, you got to sit down and sit next to the dog and just pet it and pet it and pet it until your body stops panicking and you learn, you know what, dogs really aren't bad. Walmart's the same way. you got to walk into Walmart. And you got to stay and stay and stay and stay until it becomes a semi-enjoyable experience and, and your body's no longer scared of it. And then it goes, oh, I don't have to remove this threat because it isn't a threat. So do you, work, do you work yourself up to that? You know, it depends. So, people that are extremely scared, they might think about it and think about mm -hmm. going to Walmart and then work their way up. But the fastest way to do it is just to go into Walmart and do something enjoyable while you're in there. And yeah, fun is a great way of destroying fear. If you go and have fun with that dog, the fear is going to go away a mm. lot faster than forcing yourself to just sit next to it. <clears throat> okay, gotcha. Okay. So any other thoughts on getting control of your anxiety and panic no, attack? I don't have any other thoughts. How about you? I think we've covered just about everything. So this is kind of what we uh, want to do with this podcast is just take questions and answer them uh, from from our perspectives. Yeah. Um, if you got questions, um, you can shoot me a question at uh, – just shoot it through Messenger. My Facebook is Eric Christian. Johnson PhD and just shoot me a messenger through my Facebook page Eric Christian Johnson PhD and or you can send me a message through mine uh, my Facebook page is just TC long LPC or you can send it to me by email at TC at TC long counseling dot com so that's it for today this is TC and Eric Johnson 
We will see you guys next week. Have a good day. God bless.